Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G. Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the bullshit you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. I'm your host, T.A. And this is G. Money. And we are right back at you. So obviously, we're not at the same bar that we're normally at. I'm doing some traveling. So I'm out of town, but we definitely had to come here, bring you this um, unbelievable sport that we talk about each and every single week with our drinks. So super fired up about that. Um, before we get started, though, I, I, I do want to address one thing. We're getting tremendous, tremendous growth. I'm talking about across the country. We've even got our first downloads and uh, subscribers out in uh, the U.K., and so I just want to give all of our new viewers a, a quick yeah. shout out. Glad that you're with us. Um, all the people that have been with us since uh, week one, week two, um, welcome back. It's been nothing but love. We, we do this out of passion for the game, but also for all of you. Uh, we, we definitely look forward to getting that feedback and getting those questions from you guys. So please don't hesitate to send us some questions so we can address those in the in the uh, podcast as well. And, and before yeah. we get started, Jim, yeah, what were we saying? I, I was just gonna say one thing. You know, we heard about you guys wanting a a a, a nut scale, so that is to come. <laughs> we're gonna provide everybody nut scale from 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 mice nuts all the way up to buffalo or elephant nuts. We're gonna bring a go a whole nut we're scale. Bring it. Don't bring it. <laughs> so so so, G, what you drinking on today? I. Would love to say that this is going to be something magically different, but I have gone to dun 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 dun, dun Old Faithful J and B. Yes, nice. I'm not drinking that whole thing. I got it. I got it. I put it in a cup. I put it in a cup. But well, for me, well, for me, I'm drinking uh called Reve Blue. This is what I was drinking last week. Loved it so much. I was drinking the Reve Blue VS. Now I stepped it up and got that Reve Blue VSOP, and it's um very fine. So before we get started, everybody, please go subscribe, go like, go download uh, the podcast. We're on every single podcast platform uh, yeah. known to man out here in the world. We're on YouTube. Obviously, that's where you get to see our handsome faces each and every single week. So subscribe for us, like the videos, and download that for us. And with that being said, hey. Cheers, and let's talk some football. Yada ying. You know, I I don't know if it's just me, but in these last couple of weeks, things have been a little bit weird and a little bit crazy, a little bit strange here in the NFL. I mean, we're having undefeated teams losing to teams that they should never have had any business losing to. And, and, And that same thing happened this week where you had teams, a lot of teams that should have lost to other teams sit over here and are getting their their block knocked off and, and are catching L's. You know, is it just me or do you know there's something a little bit different right about now? Is it the season going into a lull or, or, or what are you seeing? I mean, oh my God. First of all, I mean, we all are tortured, you know, respectively by the, the things that we thought were easy button for sure's. Bottom line, this has been... a a week of absolute disgust. That's how I would classify it. There has been, whether you talk about the Raiders, the Rams, the Lions even, Tampa Bay. I mean, you know, I would say the Lions, maybe you didn't think they were going to win, but they wouldn't be, nobody expected them to get boobopped. You know, there was at least a good semblance of those fans that was thinking, oh yeah, we should be able to take the Ravens. Then Tampa Bay losing at home to the Falcons, the 49ers, what we just saw on Monday night, that was disgusting the way that they lost. I mean, with the interceptions too, it's like, okay, Purdy is officially off the MVP list uh, and never to be seen again. Okay. I That's told you I don't even have him on the list. Don't even have him well, on the list. Okay. He's been on the list. I had him on there, and but and now I apologize to everyone because what the hell is going on? Yes, yes. I I, I really want to get on, like, 
and I'm going to do a small rant on my Raiders. I know everybody on here is not a Raiders fan, but the Raiders and that defense basically shrinking to the a level below their competition. The, 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 the Chiefs, I mean, the, 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 excuse me, the Bears were the literally considered the worst team in the goddamn league. And you motherfuckers can't even tackle. I mean, oh, Peterson. They lost to the backup. They lost to the backup. And he looked like he was the back of the backup. He didn't even play D1 college. What are we doing? It was losing. Disgusting to say. That's why the, the, the disgusting. Then the Rams losing at home to Pittsburgh. I mean, I guess you could say, you know, Tomlin, you got to give Tomlin a lot of credit because, you know, he got his boys up. But damn, man, between Puka and, and, and Cup, you, you were supposed to handle that. Tampa. Tampa at home against your division rival. I mean, damn. What is going on? I literally feel like I'm in some kind of like Twilight Zone kind of world because it was some bullshit happening all the way around. There are varying degrees of it, but these losses have been just egregious. And then, of course, the 49ers that we just saw, like, how in the hell do y'all lose and you're supposed to be the Super Bowl favorites and your, your running back played and, and, you, and, and Purdy's throwing picks left and right. Can't drive them down the field. I mean, I'm about ready to freaking fall out and faint. Well, I, I want to jump in here real quick because I think each one of these teams have different reasons why they're falling, especially for this week. One is San Francisco, I believe, started believing their own hype. Yeah, they lost a couple of players. They lost Samuel, which is a big loss for them. They didn't have Trent this week as well, uh, one of their best linemen, a big loss for them. But, but, but Brock Purdy, I believe, uh, was starting to believe his own press. He had already had, uh, according to PFS, PFF, a bunch of, uh, um, um, troubling throws. So I think this team kind of believed their hype and now they've lost two weeks in a row to un, uh, to completely inferior teams. So when you talk about yeah. the Browns last, which they have a great defense, but they were all using their backup. They lost to their backup. They lost to the XFL star PJ Walker, yeah. and then this week uh, losing to um, losing to Minnesota. When we know Cousins is only two and ten on Monday Night Football, they became his third win out of thirteen games on Monday Night yeah. Football. So a, a game that they I mean, out of yeah. between him and Addison, I mean, I, I guess. Uh, you could say a star is born with Addison because because he was he was um, slicing the 49ers D up and I didn't see that coming at all. I figured Fred Warner and them boys was about to just smash them and make it look silly. And it was the exact opposite. It was the exact opposite. And, and they were still in the game. It wasn't a blowout. But 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 again, they didn't play up to what they were being labeled as just two weeks ago as the very best team in the NFL. Now, you know, the Rams and and, and the, the the Steelers were a little bit different. One is you, you have a coach and coaching is everything. And you had two good coaches on each sideline. But but for what now almost 15 years, I think 12 or 13 years, you have the Steelers coach that has had them performing at a above average level each and every single yeah. year. And the Rams were, were overperforming. So when you overperform, sometimes, it, you know, you're going to uh, receive back to the mean, even though the Steelers aren't a great team, but they're so well coached, they're so disciplined, and they're so hard-nosed. And what we saw with the Rams is, is they don't really, they're not gangsters out there. You, you, you have Cup out there, you have Puka, they all look good, they're, you know, with the blonde hair running around, you know, passing the ball you know, exponentially um, all over the place. But, you know, when you're playing the Steelers, you have to come for a dog fight. And I don't think that team was ready for a dog fight. That's why they got Molly Watt. Um, in, in terms of Tampa Bay losing, you know, that's a divisional game. That That's really what I saw because, I mean, there was no reason for them to lose that game other than Baker decided, oh, oh, wait a minute. My name is Baker Mayfield. I need to go back to my hookness. And he threw them interceptions right on cue. And mm -hmm. that's why you don't pick him. And so I was like, oh, how dare I? Hey, and, and what happens is, is when people show you who they are, you got to believe them. 
Baker showed us who he was a long time ago. We have to believe that man that he's not very good. And that team, to be perfectly honest with you, is not very good. I think there was a that was another team that was overperforming. But 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 really the the real big misnomer, and the, and there were a couple of big, big misnomers uh this week. One was that the Raiders had for us to think that they were any type of team that could sit over here and be looked at as a favorite. I mean, against and they didn't just lose a close game to the Chicago no, Bears. They got their asses kicked. They got they, their asses kicked. And and they they got whooped by a running back in Foreman because he was the entire offense. Everybody wanted to necessarily pay attention to the quarterback, which I mean, okay, you basically the they had what maybe equates to most people in the league as a third string quarterback, but was their backup that has a that is a rookie and that basically came in there and didn't fuck up. That's all that it really was. But the Raiders couldn't stop the run, and they allowed Foreman to look like Walter Payton out there. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? I mean, ooh, you know, I, I want to drill in on, on them because there's certain players like, uh, you know, like Masterson. I know that our, our middle linebacker got hurt in the game, but the defensive linemen like Jenkins, it's like, man, you guys are, don't know how to shed a block. So you, you, ha- everybody was running for the five or six yards after carry. Peterson, who's supposed to be, you know, Mr. Interception guy, uh, he looked like he needs to retire today. He needs to put his paperwork in today because the minute that anybody comes close to him, he's like, no, I don't, I don't tackle anymore, sir. Hey, and then Devontae, you know, he spent this whole week, you know, going off about, um, you know, hey, I only play for greatness and whoop-de-wop this and whoop-de-wop that. Well, guess what? You weren't great enough, motherfucker. Yeah, they gave you about uh, six or seven targets for, well, I don't know, 60 yards or whatever you got. But when the rubber met the road, you didn't have an impact. I'm waiting for who's going to be the leader on this team because it ain't the coach. Who's going to have an impact? But, but but let me jump in real quick because what what I also saw was that the, the these main players weren't elevating their team like they normally do or or, or where they're expected to do. Uh, Adams didn't have the game that he talked about all week. Cup didn't play the game that he was expected to play. McCaffrey, even though he got a couple of uh, touchdowns, he still fumbled the ball today. You know, so 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 these these great 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 players didn't have great weeks. And so when these teams are kind of um, propped up by these great players or at least remain uh, uber competitive by these great players and these great players don't play at the level that we're, they're expected to, it really shows in their, at the end of the day their result. Um, now, I will tell you this with Adams. When you're playing with a backup QB, and we all know their QB is, is probably 10 years past his prime, probably shouldn't be in the NFL right now, um, and that's who's passing you the ball Again, you got to get the ball from the QB. We can't put it all on Adams. I believe his mindset and his mentality is there. But, again, he realizes the type of clown card team that he's on um, and and playing with a coach who you've expressed in previous episodes. I'm not even going to call him his name anymore. He's permanently known as Pigeon Nuts McGee. So so, so these teams have some challenges. Um, But – but but. Let's also talk about what else is strange that's been happening strange in the league. Let me let me jump in on you because what I I, I wanted to say this to you. I want to get your opinion before, right? Because I agree. It, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. This has been, uh, I, you know, last week I said it was like the upside down world from like, uh, you know, from that TV show. It was like everything. It, it could just be me. I think you're agreeing because you're going there. The the it seems like the refs are manipulating the game in a way, and maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. But do do you agree? Do you see that these refs are like kind of like doing a Vegas deal? There they they kind of like creating these outcomes to, to a, a little bit of an unfair advantage. That's what I saw. I don't know. Well, what, what well, is there are a few things. There's been a conspiracy about the NFL since the 80s. 
I've seen video from the 80s of people going on talk shows. The guy was going on talk shows talking about the NFL's been rigged. I've seen other uh, videos talking about that seasons are scripted out. Um, some of the evidence that I have in terms of uh, games or, or, or outcomes being scripted to have like uh, uh, specific teams in the Super Bowl. Um, and let me give you a prime example of that is when Denver uh, played the, the Panthers in the Super Bowl. And it was kind of like, you know, the Panthers um, – were like the left wing team and then the Denver Broncos with Peyton Manning were like the uh the right wing team and you know you know creating that dichotomy in, in, in the Super Bowl to get more ratings and what have you. Uh so so I have noticed and heard of these things for many, many, many years that it's stripped it out. But I don't know if it's necessarily about uh, them trying to determine who wins or who loses, but but even more um, specific is them trying to determine how much a team wins or loses by because of their strong affiliation with uh, with with sports betting now. And let me tell you something: that's a serious allegation. And and you and I both love the NFL. Uh, we both love this game called football. So you know, I don't say this lightly. But what I do say is that 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 that. Context has been out there for for several decades now, and some of these non calls have been mm. so egregious, have been so outrageous, and literally determine if a team beats or or not beats the spread. That's where I'm kind of seeing somewhat of a, of a kind of a link. And when you have a partnership, when you're laying in bed with individuals, that if uh, I saw a holding when. Uh, Kansas City was playing, I want to say last week, and the hold was so egregious that uh, Mahomes was able to, to run and, and was then able to get a first down to run out the clock, and, and they were able to cover. And if they didn't get that, then um, – and they would have turned over on downs, uh, Vegas could have taken a big, big hit. The one by a different margin? Correct, the margin of victory. So, So – it does appear and it does seem from from the outside looking in uh, that there is some type of funny business going on there. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? We the outside and us outside on the yard looking at this shit, it look a little fishy, okay? Exactly. Because I saw, like, I'll take the Rams game. You know, I see the, the way the rules are scheduled or set up, but pick it, pink it, or pick it. Pickett, the, the the Steelers uh, quarterback, he was short on that fourth down. And what I don't like is it doesn't seem like the, the league is really more concerned about getting it right. They just they put it in the rule book. It was like, oh, it wasn't it wasn't at the two minute mark or less, so it doesn't require official review. But everybody watching on TV, every Tom, Dick, and Harry watching it said, this motherfucker is short. And y'all gave him the first down. And then it's like, hmm, you don't have anybody in your ear, Mr. Referee, saying, no, um, no, sir. No, sir. Um, and that's the, solution. the solution is having that sky judge that sits over here. And uses and it all the time. All the Not like, oh, when it's convenient. Like, right. Come on, don't you? When you, especially when you're like, let's just say we could even just say change the rule to the fourth quarter, you know? Because if you're going to affect outcomes of games, I mean, look, we saw a pass rush or a, a, a sack fumble that got kicked back, and they called a, a rough in the passer. I, I want to say it was like the the Browns Colts game, it might have been, and that was so egregious. There was about three or four plays in there that was just egregious. The the Monday night game we just saw, you know. Yeah, you're going to call pass interference, but they call him pass interference for, like, everything. Like, I can't even breathe on a motherfucker. I can't even act like I'm just, you know, I grazed his jersey with my fingernail. And, oh, okay, well, damn. P.I. It's like, come on. Y'all are making this uh, a, a little bit not football. Not football. And, and, and. They're really trying to take the aggression out of the game. And, you know, they just suspended the one guy from from uh, the Broncos, you know, for excessive hitting. He, he's been fine four four games in a row. This was uh, yeah four games in a row. This was his fourth uh, fine, and they suspended him for four games. But but I I just think that 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 that's a way to control it. Rules can determine 
whether somebody um, gets the first down or doesn't, you know, gets the magic 15 yards because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a magical uh, PI and so on and so forth. And that's how they can determine outcomes of games. They also do it with holding for linemen, either yeah. by not calling it or yeah, and they by call holding. holding sometimes when it's like, man, that was an exciting play. And nobody gave a fuck about the, the guard fat boy who wasn't even in the play on the opposite side. Yeah. Uh, nobody well, gave a damn about that. He wasn't even affecting the outcome of the play. Knock it off. We saw that in the uh, in the Brady Atlanta game on uh, the Super yeah. Bowl, where where Brady uh, wasn't going to get a first down, and they gave a phantom holding call against, um, or excuse me, uh, Atlanta had just got a first down, and they gave a phantom holding call to bring that first down back to give the ball back to Brady so he could drive down and kick the field goal to win it. And, and so these things can determine outcomes. And so I don't think it's the ref wanting attention or wanting to sit over here and be popular or, or, or for the media. What I think it, it is, is the league is going to determine kind of who they want stars. And, and the owners, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I think it's more profitable to have Tom Brady win the Super Bowl than it was Matt Ryan. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's crazy out there. Just the league is in it. And I wouldn't say a funk, but it's definitely in some type of lull. And, and, and things feel a little bit off in the NFL, even though it's been some great games, but it's also been some 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 silliness, some some tomfoolery going on as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, it, it, you know, looking at the just the terrain of the league thus far, it definitely feels like, um, you know, this is going to end with uh, the Chiefs and either or the, I want to say, some some semblance of the Bills or the the Ravens. Um, I think. Please, 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 please. please. The, on the let's, let's not talk about the Bills. The Bills said over here lost to the Patriots and then lost to the Jets. So yeah, they're, they they're a complete antithesis of the well, they clapped. You know, you know, I use my clipper analogy. You know, they they just showing themselves as Correct. being the Bills, a la Clipper Clappers. And <laughs> you how say? the hell did you lose that game? I mean, the four, the 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 Patriots are dog meat. This is just like the Raiders. They're, they're even though. I, I I hate to to say say it even though because our our loss was much more egregious, but it maybe not because how do the Bills? The Bills are not a top NFL team, so let's stop that conversation moving forward. Mm. I'm tired of hearing them being placed on the same level as the Chiefs. They're not. They're just simply not. So let's move past it. They're a, they're above average team. But they're not a great team. They're an aging team. They have injuries. They don't have a complete team. And, so they, and, and they lose to teams consistently in a season that they shouldn't be losing to. I mean, at least Miami's losing to teams that uh, there's a chance for them to lose to them. Real talk. I, I feel you with that. Okay, so speaking of like, okay, so we basically are talking about fake and real, right? So <laughs> fake teams, uh, powder puff teams, teams that have been the, uh, bloviated by the league, and then who's the real ones? Uh, judging the performance of the Ravens this week, I almost have a twofold question. Is Lamar, did Lamar insert himself into the MVP talk legitimately and are the ravens for real like do you think they're for real now and and just the third question to that are the lions really for real because if you if you're really real they were just being talked about as the possibly the best team or the top Woo! three team in the nfl and top three teams in the nfl don't get their ass kicked 30 to 6 or 31 to 6 or whatever the final score was. So yeah. it, it's really a three-part uh, question. Now, yeah. let's start off with Lamar. Lamar is always in the MVP conversation because he's the uh, most recent MVP, um, possibly the only MVP in history that won it unanimously. And we all know how great his talent is. And if this man is healthy, unequivocally, he has a chance to win the MVP. Now, from the Ravens' standpoint, it's all about consistency. 
if this team can play like that, say of the next, what do they have? Another eleven games left in their season, or another ten mm-hmm. games left in their season, eleven games in their season. If he can play, if that team can play like this for the next eight, nine, or ten games for in that in that run, hey, watch out. We we might be looking at the next Super Bowl champs. I think if, he needs like roll it off like about three or four in a row before I I like go all in hands and feet. But you, yeah, I agree with you. And now, 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 Detroit. I still think Detroit is a real deal team. One of my concerns is, is does this can this team do it on a neutral field? Can this team do it on an outside field? Can golf do it going up against an MVP level player? Not to cut you off, I apologize, but but that would be that's what they're saying to themselves. And to all the non-Detroit fans, we will say, hell to the gnaw, because y'all find a way to trick the game off just like the Bills. You clip and clop. And you matter of fact, you've been doing the, the clopping longer. So, <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it's just the, the Detroit looks sexy now. It's hard to find a weakness with them. This is the first time since maybe, I don't know, since Barry Sanders looked good to where you say, oh, they might be somebody. Or, or, or maybe even Megatron. I'll give him Megatron. This is the first time since Megatron had his rock, or you know, superstar uh, season. That where you're like, oh, they might be somebody. But I, I still feel like you're the Lions. Okay, I think I think the Lions, um, if they're positioned correctly in the playoffs, having uh, the one or two seed. You could possibly see them go to a, a conference championship because sure. I believe that they need to have home field advantage. I don't feel confident with them in the third or below because then they have to go um, play away from home, and so yeah. that's the concern. They need to be in the dome if they're going to play well. Especially I, I agree, hundred percent. They need to be a, a, in a dome or, or yeah, it's a non-weather game. I'll say that's non-weather game, right? A non-weather game because. Uh, you know, with St. Brown and with them getting uh, Gardner Johnson and, and as their safety position that came from the Eagles, you know, they got a couple of players and then they, you know, drafted well. And so they got a couple of players that can give them pass rush and, and they got a couple of players on there, kind of similar to what I was even saying about the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Conversely, if they they have players that are on the team that are talented that may rise to the occasion, but they need that perfect storm. They can't just I can go anywhere and deliver the goods. Um, <laughs> but the, and so now this is kind of like a prove it year because they because they could also very easily be like what I believe the Bills are as they and they could clop. They could turn into you know some you know some hookers. Mm-hmm. And, and trick the game off. Um, but Jared Goff seems like he's been holding this, like, little, you know, uh, this little edge from being discarded by by McVay. And mm-hmm. uh, this might this game might have just been an outlier for him. Granted, he was going against Lamar, and, that, and, and it's hard to play in Ravens Stadium and all yada, yada, yada. But so now that I've given all those excuses, they got boobopped and they shouldn't yet have gotten boobopped like that. Well, you, you know, know, it seems like all the teams that have gotten boobopped over the last couple of weeks are positioned in this week coming up. They're positioned to where for big comebacks. So yeah. next week's going to be very interesting. All of them uh, that have lost, all the teams that we've talked about today um, that have lost are set up next week to sit over here and have an opportunity to have real big bounce backs. And what we'll be telling is which one of those teams don't bounce back. Like, for example, we saw San Francisco lose a a game they shouldn't have lost, and then they came back flat. San Francisco might be getting exposed. But again, they have some key injuries. So that's still a wait and see. But there are a bunch of these teams. Miami plays New England next week. Hey. You can't be losing. Your track record is beating bad teams. They can't lose to New England. If they do lose to New England, then McDaniels might sit over here and be exposed. And, and that was another topic I wanted to bring up is, like, there are some coaches out here that I don't know if, if they're getting exposed. And one of the, the biggest coaches 
that I want to discuss with you is McDaniels. Um, Lord you know, Jesus. Kicking weak team passes and losing to, to, to above average teams, above mediocre teams. Yeah. And, and when you saw how, how Philly did it, Philly just really punked them. You know, they just outmuscled them. And they also didn't fall fall for that, that all that shit that McDaniels does with the you know with the motions and what have you. They didn't they didn't get uh, they didn't get bothered by that. I will say this. Mike McDaniels. The, 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 so you're but you're referring to the head coach of Miami. So just mm-hmm. in speaking on Miami, what what I think Miami is in a uh prove it for this week because of everything that you said. You're right. They did get exposed. They they look like they are a little bit of too much of a finesse team. They need to show that they have some grit because basically all it is is it's not just I'm going to throw it to Cheetah and have a good day. It's like, no, you guys need to be able to run when speed is not the the factor that will win the game. So if I need to crack some people, if I need to move some people out of the way, if I need to take a thump or two and, and, and break off of that and have run after carry, if I need to do that, and it's not just Waddle and Cheetah and good, have a good night, sir, well, mm-hmm. can you do that? And uh, to this point, the Philly just said, we're a little bit more gritty. We're a little bit more grimy. We can basically influence the line of scrimmage. And just like how we talked about in week one or two, like the line of scrimmage is where the game is really being played. So if you can't influence the line of scrimmage to your advantage, then you are soft. It's three teams that are very similar. Miami, Detroit, and Jaguars. Very similar. Now, the Miami is built like a soft version of the 49ers. Yeah. Like 49ers is a fancy, you know, a whole lot of, you know, you know, hide the hide it here and then talking about over here and then boom, smoke and mirrors. That's what I was looking for. Um, and, and so was Miami. Obviously, um, that coach came from San Francisco. So he, he got a lot of his stuff from Shanahan. But I believe still Shanahan has always built toughness into his teams, which I don't believe Miami has. Now, another coach that, that you know, just really rubs me the wrong way is Arthur Smith. Now they won this past week by some lucky shit. They, 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 they probably should have lost that game. Um, but my big bone to pick with Arthur Smith is, is you have uh, in the past three years, you have drafted what almost everybody looked at as generational talents and Kyle Pitts, and B. John Robinson. Mm. And neither player Dallas. is being played um, like they're generational. I look at McCaffrey. I look at Cup. These individuals get the ball incessantly because they're talented. They have yeah. a tremendous amount of talent. But these other players who are not just talented, but have been considered generational talents, don't get the ball in the same fashion. Don't get it schemed up in the same way. Have to split time. Kyle Pitts is splitting time with John Lou Smith, was a, which was a reject from Tennessee and the Patriots. Yeah. And then you have Bijan time and getting less work than his number two, who is a is a rock solid uh, um, Algier, rock solid running back, but is not a running back um, by that what anybody would say is generational or even uh, let alone great. So, so this coach, and now they're barely winning or they're losing games that they should win. And as a team that's probably going to miss the playoffs by half a game for the third consecutive time. And people have the audacity to call him some type of offensive genius because his daddy started FedEx. He went to Yale or he went to Harvard. And so they want to label him some type of genius. And really what he is is a motherfucking clown. And he, and he does these things like he wants to piss off uh, fantasy owners and, and DFS players uh, to, to prove a fucking point, and he don't win, he doesn't win. And so, be careful, TA. You might start getting death threats off of this because you know you are you exposing a whole lot of truths over here. I'm speaking okay. the truth. Careful, the truth. So you know, 
and he, he's just really, really, really fucking with me right now. And so, you know, what do you, what are your take on on the Falcons and, and and why they have so much talent but get so little result out of them? The the Falcons are a more glorified version than of my team, right? They, when I say glorified, I just simply mean they have. Uh, from let's say the the era of Deion Sanders and then the the Dirty Bird era that where they made it to the Super Bowl, they they have uh, devised from those moments a little and assembled a little bit more talent than my team, but they still have that same loser ass mentality and that that I can you know, do things on the cheap and then draft real well and then do shit by committee. So, you know, they, they, I would say maybe B. John Robinson was somebody that you didn't need to go after if I was the Falcons because Algier is good. But what? But B. John Robinson was obviously an obvious talent. But now what you have is you have marginalization because you are playing either guy to develop them sufficiently. So now you got two guys who are really good in the same spot, and then you got a marginal quarterback. Maybe you should have tried to get a really fucking stud quarterback because you drafted (laughs) London and you got Pitts. Mm -hmm. But but they do things ass backwards in Atlanta. Now I will say that they they improved the secondary and they got uh was it is it, I think it's uh, Dan Campbell that was uh, uh the the defensive end or defensive tackle uh and and Campbell I maybe his first name isn't Dan I excuse me no. but Campbell I know your last yeah. name is Campbell and you was right. with the Ravens and you you was wrecking shop and so you know that that was their sexy uh Aaron Donald uh light kind of guy and so they thought that they was going to come in here and just destroy the league and it ain't happened that way yet because y'all are still doing the bullshit and you still trying to do this oh i want everybody to touch it it's not this is not uh the 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 world nations this is not we are the world okay everybody don't need to touch the ball okay give it to Bijan. damn it give it to london give it to pitts and say everybody, everybody else, uh, hold a clipboard, but they don't do that. And then you got Ritter or Ryder or whatever the hell his name is. He's not good enough. He's not good enough. Period. In the story, there, there is their plight. Hey, now, so speaking of quarterbacks that 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 might not be good enough, right? Sam Howe. And so, Ooh. really, you know, really, my, my my thought process with Sam Howell is: is Sam Howell a reflection of the enemy, or is the enemy a reflection, or that their result and, and what he's bringing to this team is a, is a reflection of Sam Howell and Sam Howell not being good enough? Because um, uh. we, we've seen a, a slight dip in, in play since the enemy has left Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> since the enemy has left Kansas City. And so I'm sitting over here and, uh, you know, it, it really rubbed me the wrong way that the league can sit over here and hire the two coordinators from the losing team from the Super Bowl, from the last Super Bowl, but the winning coordinator from the last Super Bowl, for some kind of way he had to take a lateral move. Um, and his predecessors could get head coaching jobs, but for some reason he couldn't. And then that lateral move had to be with a quarterback that nobody else in the league perceived as a as a true starting quarterback other than that franchise, which mm. has it has backwards for the past 20 to 30 years. And he's supposed to make uh, – you know, chicken chicken salad out of chicken shit. Yeah, you know, player. I mean, he leads the league in and uh and being sacked. He's about to uh break the record for the most sacks of any quarterback in modern in modern football. And this is who the enemy has to be judged by. It, it is what he could do with this bullshit. And so you know. I'm starting to see out there people wanting to blame the enemy instead of going back to their original thoughts before the season started. Uh, Sam Howell's not a motherfucking starting quarterback for the NFL. But now 
their woes are, and their lack of production is being blamed on the enemy. So, you know, you tell me, is it the enemy or is it this, is it this quarterback? Okay. So, you know what? Yeah. That, that's, that's a, that's a layered question. But what I would say is taking it just a baby step back. What I really realize is the fragility of winning. So what I saw with the Kansas City Chiefs is the perfect storm was superstar quarterback, superstar tight end, marginal players around, superstar offensive line, offensive innovative coach, which was Biennemi. And then they had defense that didn't fuck the game up. Now, you combine all that into the gumbo pot and you've got <laughs> Super Bowl victory, right? Or the championship every single fucking year. Or for every five single, years single year. Now, you take one of those little elements out. That's almost like if we making gumbo and you said, uh-oh, I ain't got the, I ain't got the roux. I ain't got the okra. Somebody passed me the Lowry's. Okay, I ain't... I, I, <laughs> I ain't got that piece, right? <laughs> so, boom. All right, so that's Biennemi. Now, Biennemi is taking his show on the road to show that, hey, this is not all about the, uh, uh, what's the head coach for, for, I'm just, this is the scotch talking now. The the Chiefs head coach. You know, big man, yeah. You know, we the all cheeseburger love guy. The cheeseburger yeah. guy, okay? <laughs> so, okay. It's not all about him. It's also about me. And if you judge by the earlier parts of their weeks, and you know, and and you can see uh, the offense of the 49 I mean, uh, excuse me, not the Forty Niners, but the the offense of the Commanders uh, looked exponentially more disciplined than in years past. Mm-hmm. But they still have the same guys. And how is not? Patrick Mahomes. And that's what you're seeing because as much refinement is is I would give enemy to do, he doesn't have Patrick Mahomes. So this is just the fragility of not having the right quarterback. I don't think um I actually don't think that Howe is a bad quarterback, but he's not a gangster. And to win in this league. You need a gangster. You need like NWA. Like uh, I'm about to Uzi everybody. You need a gangster, and he he ain't that dude. And that and that's why his punk ass gets sacked. And then and and he and he can and he's like Derek Carr and his punk bitch ass. He can only be successful when it's prevent defense. You know all mm-hmm. that. He's a poor man's Derek Carr. He's better than Derek Carr. Can't agree with that. I don't. I can't say that he's good. And this is a person that I was really rooting for at the beginning of the season. He's a great backup. He's like a. He's like a a a, a Mayfield who should be a backup. He's like um our man with the uh, Colts filling in for um uh, uh Minshew. He's a very that, high. That's end. still better than Derek Carr, sir. And now, now maybe you have you hold Derek Carr in a high regard, but Derek Carr. When expectations are put upon him, he turns into uh, a two dollar hooker. Not even a ten dollar hooker. He turns into <laughs> a two dollar hooker. I would do it all for you. You're a lover score because I do remember you telling me about how Carl was good years ago. So you're a lover score. Well, and listen, that that was before that was before I learned the truth. Okay, how dare I? Hey, I was going to teach you the truth back in the day. You don't want to listen to me. <laughs> But 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 here's what the deal is. Let's wrap it up with B enemy. B enemy, I believe, um, is is a is a very good coach. I believe if you give him somebody that actually is not a fifth round quarterback, but a true you know first round. If Washington's smart, they sit over here and give up on this Sam Howell experiment. They get a real good quarterback because they have quite a few of them in this next coming draft. And, mm. and, and set the enemy up who does have a mind for this offensive game. He's been around an offensive genius for uh, more than half of his coaching um, existence and let him really take somebody with some talent and, 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 and couple that with his experience and with his knowledge and with his um, um, mm. 
acute game planning, and you, they could do something special out there with Washington. Okay, I, I feel you. So I have nothing to retort to that because you know what you you, you you're right. But before we go into our fantasies, because, you know, you and I got eviscerated this week on the DFSs because of all this hookerishness that happened with these teams that should have been an easy button W. But before I go, you know, down that path of despair, I wanted to ask you one last question. Because out of the random weirdness that happened this week, Deshaun Watson, you know, he went out of that game early, right? And, yeah, it looked like it was a legitimate injury and yada, 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 yada. But I got to ask you, because, you know, you was singing his praises early, early, just like how I was on Purdy. Is he choking? right now is he for real or is this injuries well one is i i don't think that his injury that he has and his shoulder right now i I just i just went to the gym earlier today and it was hard for me to even take a a five pound dumbbell and do like this because my shoulders hurt and and guess what i i haven't played tackle football in, in, in about two decades so when you sit over here and you're playing this game yeah. at a level with the people that are as yeah. big and strong and fast as he's playing against and with a shoulder injury, um, your, your shit's not going to be right. And, and what's unfortunate is, is he thought he could play through the pain and play through the challenge and it wasn't getting any better. And then you had clowns in the media trying to conjure up some type of um, – issue with within the team or with him and, and and creating that divide and conquer like they always do with us uh in, in the game and, and so i didn't appreciate that um is he what he was or, or, or is he what he was no and when you take two years off from the game you show me somebody who's t- had to take two years off from the game that has come back and was the person that they were so um unfortunately no i also think that that coach is becoming a little bit stale. That system is becoming a little bit stale. And I also don't think that he is a quarterback that really flourishes in that type of environment in terms of the the, the, the central. You know, He's talking about what, what environment? You mean the environment of pressure? The, the, no, the weather environment, you know, you know, playing in tough weather conditions. It ain't cold playing, yet. But it's but 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 it's getting there. One. So you have that wind. He came from a dome team. Playing against real hardcore, like grind them out teams like the Ravens, like the Steelers. I mean, even like the Bengals. These are teams that are built uh, to play like that. And if you're a quarterback, like um, almost all the other quarterbacks are not built to play like that, you see um, performance depth. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I will say that, I, unfortunately, he's not playing. Um, to the level that we know that he can and has played in the past, but that also might not be the best environment, the best system, the best uh, division uh, for his type of talents. I, imagine him, say, at the uh, with Seattle. I think we would have saw a much different type of Deshaun than we do over there in the AFC North. You follow I, what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of – I know where you're going with that. It's just – you know, it's almost like what, what we said or what I was saying and you agree with about the refs, right? It just, it don't feel right. It feels like you uh, might be punking out just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not saying that your shoulder ain't, it, it don't hurt. It ain't real. Um, Lord knows, like you said, you know, you and I have not in played even on the collegiate level but but we are judges <laughs> so i'm, I'm a, in my judgy judgy way i'm like oh you look like you punking out just a little bit now you know i've had concussions from hitting people but i you know i ain't had my shoulder broke so maybe i don't know 
but it just looks a little punkish. Well, hold on. To me. This is why well, I have to push back on that. This is a man that had broke his ribs and the shit was so fucked up he couldn't fly with the team. He had to drive. So he drove from Texas to Florida. Mm, that's a bar. Still playing the game. And so that tells me that there ain't no punk in this man when you sit over here and do that when you could have easily, when the doctor's saying you can't fly, could have easily missed that game and you're playing for the fucking Texans and you chose to sit over here and drive 14 hours just so you could play uh-huh. when your shit's okay, fucked so, up. Okay, so do you, do you think that the Browns, because they paid him $230 million, are putting too much pressure on him when he ain't right? I, no, I think pressure busts pipes. And you have to put that type of pressure on a motherfucker that you're paying that type of money to. No matter mm. what, you got to. His collegiate coach called him Michael Jordan. Mm. Said he's the closest thing to Michael Jordan. So this is an individual that's known by people that know him that he could put and, and, and bear that load. He's not living up to his own hype. Well, again, it, this is my analogy I'm giving to you. You ever buy something like a tool and left it outside? And you know how in L.A. it can get misty and your shit's all wet in the morning. And next thing you know, you look up in a week and it's all rusty. Doesn't mm. mean the tool don't work. It ain't quite as smooth anymore. You follow what I'm saying? You put a, 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 a wrench out there and it's just not quite as smooth because it's gotten rusty. Doesn't mean you can't put some... Uh, some uh, WD-40. Yeah, yeah. WD-40 up in there and get it back right. But even if when you spray the WD-40 initially, it still takes a second for it to work in all the grooves to get back right. We might not see him right. And also, that might not be the coach for him. The coach that they have might not be the coach that's going to bring bring the best out of him. He That coach is a running, uh, a running coach. And I think really what he needs is a passing coach that has really those, um, those, those pass concepts. I, I can see that. Like you said, it's not quite right there, but that doesn't mean that it can't get right. Okay. Well, okay. He gets a pass because his team won in spite of him. So he gets a pass for this week. I'll I'll say that much. I would say don't bring him back. Don't bring him back until he is right. Yeah. And and, and we still got a lot of season to go. We haven't even hit the halfway point. We're almost there, but we haven't even hit the halfway point. So there's still so much. Season season to go, they still um, they still have the ability to to make it to the playoffs. So I would really maybe I don't know when their buy is, but I would sit over here and really calculate that out a little bit and see um, what they need to do to make sure that that last run for his team they can sit over here and hit it. First of all, real quick, I want to address something. Hey. Go- you got eviscerated because you saw that Raiders versus Chicago <gasps> and, and, and DFS. And now, see, you back. told me you weren't going to do this to me. Well, but, but let me tell you something. I'm going to throw myself under the bus because I sat over here and fell for the Packers playing Denver. Jordan uh, Love turned into um, – uh, uh, I, I know we keep I keep using the word hooker, but, it, you know, he was something different. It wasn't – it wasn't quite hook, but but it was huh. <laughs> right, so what it was hook is is that fucking interception with less than a minute left or about a oh, minute. Oh, that was uh, sitting over here and cost me a ton of money. And so uh, there's no way in the world you playing Denver and after a buy and you play it like that. So you know what? I've, I've won some money with him in, in week one. Um, I'm completely off of that motherfucking train right now. But so it wasn't the greatest week for me from a DFS perspective. I split uh, a one and one with my overall year fantasy. But I will tell you, um, from a fantasy perspective, one thing that we did sit over here and see and witness um, is possibly, and maybe just for this year in this system, but that can help anybody that has a season-long fantasy or moving forward in DFS, is Josh Downs. We might got somebody in him. That's the rookie with the Indianapolis Colts. He's meshing very, very well with Minshew. He had over 100 yards this week, um, and he's been consistently playing above his expectation. 
And so that's a real big stat that everybody talks about is EPA, expected points mm-hmm. average. It's that expectation of above what you are projected to do. And he is performing above that expected level week in and week out, um, at least the, the majority of the weeks this year, especially when playing with Minshew. So for everybody, if you can get him, if you can go trade for him, go trade for him because he might be supplanting Pittman as the number one uh, wide receiver on that team. He's actually, uh, I'm not mistaken, he's outperforming and he has greater stats than Pittman does, or are they extremely close? And Pittman was supposed to be the unquestioned motherfucker on that team. And and Josh Downs looks like um, he's coming for that ass. I'm so, taking notes from Yoda. Okay. <laughs> what about so, for us on the fantasy note? All right, so I'm going to be daring. I would say, from a DFS perspective, I am going to go out on a limb and say something that I never thought that I would ever conceivably say. The Jets quarterback, Wilson, look at who he's playing. Look at what he's done (laughs) the last two weeks. Look at who he's playing. And I'm not going to give any more information than that because I don't want to be sued. However, think about it seriously because he might be a steal from his cost point being so low. And uh, the Jets should win that game. I'm just saying. Who would that win? Um. I, I don't even want to reveal it now. Just I'm just going to tell everybody, look at who they playing. I don't hey, want to reveal it. Well, let me just say this. Hey, you know, I, gee, you have a you have a great mind for fantasy. I, I, I definitely got to give you that, that, that those kudos. But I will tell you this. I'll eat my dirty underwear before I play that motherfucker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I know. It sounds, it sounds like I'm a lunatic. However. It, it, it could happen. I, I, I can't. I, I can't go that far. That's a bridge too far. Um, I know. I know. I understand. I understand. I understand. Okay. It, that, that was that was my lunatic take for 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 the week. You got anything uh, saved for us this week? Okay. Anything, uh, so, uh, uh, remote uh, sanity. Okay. So in the realm of sanity, I would just say that, that there's some some obvious ones. Like I I would take uh, Jared Goff and St. Brown. In the Monday night game. So if anybody who's playing, uh, you know, the late Sunday night, Monday night games uh, or, or, or just the Monday night game straight up, uh, go Detroit hard. And, uh, this is me saying this is a Raiders fan. You know, you might have even want to spill in Devonte in there because I think Devonte and maybe uh, uh, O'Connell could slip in and, and, you know, anybody in the, in the Raiders skill position, you might be able to slip in if it works, but fuck the Raiders because we're going to get our asses handed to us. So St. Brown. And if Montgomery is available and he ends up playing, play him and golf because they are about to boobop us because they got beat up by the Ravens. And so, there it is. Hey, what, what, probably the most sane take you've ever given us. And, so, that, and, and that's how you know I'm objective. That's how you know I'm objective. That is objective. You're obviously not objective, but that was an objective take because you're sore right now. You're hurt right now. So, hey, great job on that. But I Listen, will say, just to piggyback I off of what you drive to Vegas and, and slap everybody with a white glove, okay? <laughs> Across the face on both cheeks. Hey, but 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 piggybacking off of what you just said, that's a prime example of what I'm talking about in this week. For so for those of you playing DFS, there are so many teams that in the past two weeks have been playing like shit that are in um get back get right um, spots. So just look for all of, I mean, literally everybody that shouldn't have lost or lost in the past two weeks or in get right spots this week. And yeah. so, you know, really it's just trying to find out 
which one of the teams that they're playing to get right with is going to give them enough push to have a, a very competitive game. And so that could be that stack. Agree. Take take Pickett. Take Najee Harris. Uh, you know, you you may you may need to seriously think about those guys who who've been dog me. You know what I mean? And, and but they're they're now, you know, they have favorable matchups. Miami, Buffalo, right? Um, Miami, uh, Buffalo, the Lions. I mean, right. all of those teams are in unbelievable get right spots this week and so that that that's my encouragement for everybody from dfs but okay. before we get out of here we have to make a real big announcement we're very proud to announce um and very excited to announce that the nba is starting on tuesday and our very first nba at the bar um will be uh going live super excited about that <laughs> Please believe it, ladies and gentlemen. NBA at the bar. Um, we're going to have our flagship show with your host, uh, TA and G Money, and then uh, a daily show with myself Monday through Friday. Super excited about basketball season. For all of you that are basketball fans, along with uh, football fans that are viewing us, go see us over there at NBA at the bar. Uh, what else you got for us? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. I just, uh, you know, we are about to uh, rinse and repeat with the basketball. So there it is. <laughs> but yes. All right, man. Church on the move. Yes, sir. Love you, bro.